Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City, and I'm broadcasting tonight from the bright red desk on the Upper East Side on Easter Sunday and Passover, a beautiful day in uh, tourist time in um, New York, New York. Sunny, bright, gorgeous, crisp with that little smell of spring in the air. And um, we did have sun go into Taurus. It went in there yesterday. So now we are officially in the fixed part of spring. Hooray, hooray, hurrah, hurrah. The tulips, the daffodils, the lilacs, uh, Brooklyn Botanical Garden, man. Life is nothing like it. Um, And there's a little bit of forsythia. I saw a little forsythia, which is kind of one of the first blooms here in New York. Um, So I'm, like, all excited. So we're going to talk this week about the weather ahead. It's the week of uh, April 21st, and we are officially uh, in Taurus time, the early early sun in Taurus, and the energy of the week ahead in terms of what it is and and how we're going to work with it. What we like to do is think about the energy above and, and look at it and manifesting here on Earth and then figure out what we're going to do. Now, what we saw this week, and of course it's always instructive to look back, we had that amazing fire at uh, Notre Dame, um, you know, really interesting, a lot of energy. On You know, we were talking about the scaffolding and it, you know, kind of surrounding the old structures and that they're going through these transformations. And in New York, there was a church that burned, too. St. John the Divine caught on fire in the morning. And then, of course, in Notre Dame, we watched it go up in flames. Um, and, and honoring that this energy in our life is getting rid of or burning out or releasing or transforming or hopefully not with as much drama as a fire but it's saying to you, release, release, let go. We're transforming things. We have to transform things, and we have to change it. And so that that kind of whole energy. And then at the end of the week last week, Mars, Mercury went into Aries, and Venus went into Aries, and suddenly everybody was like can, sharp and contentious and not dreamy and drifty and whatever, more pointed in everything with Mercury in Aries and Venus in Aries, both of the personal planets are in the sign of war. Now, interestingly, they're answering to, um, you know, Mars is in Gemini, right? So he's he can be either side. So they're both answering to Aries. Mars says, well, it could be this or this. So we're working with dual realities or dual ideas about things, and Mars is in Gemini for the rest of the month and until he goes into cancer when he takes a posture of, okay, let's talk about the security of it, and that's going to be on May 15th. So when he shifts, Venus shifts, Mercury, of course, shifts before that. Mercury is only in Aries um, through the 6th of May. But both of them, both Mercury and Venus, because they're answering to Mars in a dual sign, are going to have a little trouble making decisions. So what I would encourage you to do is do both, to kind of say, well, we could do this or we could do that, and then mull the possibility, figure out which one makes the most sense, and offer them both. So I'm going to do a little shout-out to Donald. I was, we were, I was teaching on Tuesday, like I do at Access Astrology. We meet at the Open Center um, from 7 to about 8.15, 8.30. And he said, you know, Ann, I liked what you did last week. And I said, well, what did I do last week? Because I have no memory. I just sit on the phone. I'm like an astrology savant. He goes, well, you kind of talked about how the days were going to be, 
rather than just the aspects. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, I found that very helpful, that this day would be like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it's Mars and Gemini, right? So we're going to do both today. Shout out to Donald for suggesting it. And for those of you who think days, we'll do it in day order. And for those of you who think aspects, we'll do it in aspect order. And, you know, when Mars gets out of Gemini, we'll vote, which is another month and a half. So we'll see how it goes. I think it was an interesting idea. I had never really thought of it in days. I mean, I think in days. And when I do my Twitter feeds, we do Twitter feeds in days. But we do this generally in planet order. So we'll do both. Uh, How's that for Mars and Gemini? And all of you can thank Donald because it was his idea. Um, Or it was his, oh, I really liked how you did that. It was his positive feedback. We Virgos love positive feedback. And, you know, we're a little neurotic, so it's always good to tell the Virgos that you know and love that you know and love them. So, at any rate, this week, let's talk the moons, and then we'll do the aspects in order, like I usually do, and then we'll do the days, which one are the hot days. Now, this week and next week, we are really dealing with structural issues, transforming and changing. Pluto is stationing to go retrograde. And he is stationing to retrograde on the 24th. Um, And he is stopping. And, of course, when the Lord of the Underworld stops, we all go, ooh. And he's stopping at 23 Taurus. And then he's going to go backwards until the fall. Remember, the retrogrades are always when we're in the the same energy, right? So we're in Taurus now. So all the Earth planets are going to go backwards. Last week, we were in fire. So Jupiter went backwards because he's in fire. This week, Saturn and uh, Pluto are going to go backwards because the sun just went into Taurus. And they will be backwards until we get to Virgo time when they go forward again. So Pluto's stopping at 23 uh, Capricorn on the 24th on Wednesday. And then next Monday, Saturn is stopping at 20 Capricorn uh, 31 on Monday the 29th. So the two of them are stopping within five days of each other, right? And what happens when an outer planet like that stops is it's at the same degree for like three or four or five days before, three or four or five days after, and these two guys are within a couple degrees of each other anyway. So that means this is a big friggin' week, right? Just big, 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 life-changing, restructuring, altering your existence, shifting you into a new reality. Hang on to your hats. So we're going to feel, we're already feeling the Pluto station, you know, all the talk. I mean, I haven't had a chance to read the Mueller report yet. I did download it on my little iPad, and I thought, I am just so full. I don't have any room for anything else to come in my brain right now. Um, Getting ready for Tuscany, you know, yay, yay. And then we're going to be working at Lilydale, uh, teaching at Lilydale. The the Buffalo part dropped out, so we're not going to do Buffalo Friday and Saturday, June 1st, but we are doing Lilydale on June 2nd. Uh, And then so the Buffalo folk, if you want, we're going to be in Toronto the following week on the 8th and the 9th, and we're going to do Mapping Your Life, which is a really, really cool workshop at the Toronto Workshop with a speech on Friday night, the 7th. So the Buffalo people that were thinking I was coming to Buffalo, I'm not coming to Buffalo, but I'm going to Toronto. It's close. I know. I used to live in upstate New York. Um, So sign up. And then I just finalized uh, speaking in in Cleveland. We're going to be talking in Cleveland in July. So that will be appearing on my website soon. Uh, So at any rate, Lilydale, 
<laughs> or Toronto the weekend of the 6th and the 7th of June. Um, and then, of course, Tuscany in, in a week, two weeks. So last bits for the Tuscany business. Um, and then I'll stop talking about it, and I'll go and have really good food. So when we're looking at the energy this week with Pluto stationing, we've got five days before, five days after, and then we have Saturn stationing five days before, five days after. So Saturn stationing on Monday, uh, the 29th, kind of kicks into Pluto stationing on Wednesday, the 24th, and then Saturn goes further. Now, the two of them are two degrees apart, three degrees apart, very close. So when they both stop and they both turn, I can't even come up with an image of what that would be. Kind of like there used to be, there is, down in downtown, there's a bank called um, the Federal Reserve, and it's in this big brick structure. And you can go on a tour of it. When you go on the tour, you go down into the basement, 75 feet below the shift, the schist of New York. Manhattan's built on a bunch of rocks. You go deep, 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 deep down. And they have this vault with all the gold, not all the gold, but a lot of gold in the world in it. And each of them are in little cages, the golden cages, and each cage is a country. And they have five guys go in, and one guy, two guys lift the bricks, two guys lift the other bricks, one guy watches. They all have metal on their shoes, you know, so if they drop the brick, they don't break their toes. And they load the bricks on these little carts, and then they move them from one country to the other. <laughs> and it's like gold exchange, right? And when you're in there, they're, you know, they're giving you the tour, and you're looking at the gold, and you're watching the guys move the gold. And then when you get ready to leave, the guide says, now look behind you. We're about to go through this tunnel. And you look, and it's this big tunnel. He goes, now this is a huge tunnel. It's probably like 10 feet deep, 10 feet long. And he says, and when we close it at night, it pivots. And it's like you're walking through this tunnel, which you know could pivot and close and trap you in it, right? And it's like this huge metal tunnel that pivots. And he said, and the oxygen runs out. And you can't drill through it. You know, it's like this big lead pivoting tunnel. And I was like, ooh, I gotta go through that. Get out! I'm a, I'm a little claustrophobic. I'm Aquarius rising. You know, we don't really like getting trapped in tunnels. And I was like, you shouldn't have told me that because now I'm on this side and I have to go through and get out. But he talked about this, you know, the security of this gold vault, and of course, you know, getting out of the tunnel. So I guess that's the energy I'm going to use with Saturn and Pluto, the two big guys traveling together, stopping, slow pivoting and then turning to go backwards right and that's what they're going to do now saturn is not going to catch up to pluto he's scooching away he doesn't catch up to him till next january and he scooches away and pluto goes backwards but they're like as close as they're going to get and then they're going to pivot so this is very big week for energy right just just big energy and just feel it and watch the pivot in your life Watch how these giant heavy doors pivot to guard the gold in your chart. Because they're going to say, we're not taking the gold out of the vault yet. We're leaving. We're going to come back here next January, and that's when we're getting the gold. In the meantime, look at what was going on in your life. If you're old enough, think about what was going on in November, December. November, December of 82, spring of 83, when Saturn and Pluto were doing this dance the last time, 38 years ago. 
And now we go backwards, and we get out of the story, and we go back, back, back to where the story began, not all the way back, but back a bit, till till the fall, and then we're going to go forward. So this is a very big week for people, a lot of changes. When Outer Planet Station, we always have some big friggin' Earth event, earthquakes, volcanoes, tsunamis, war, gas stations, you know, Bhopal blew up on one of these babies, Chernobyl, big deal, big deal. Two planets stationing on this, very strong. And so watch in your life, if you've got stuff at 22, 20, change. Watch in your friend's life, if they have stuff at 22 and 20, Saturn and Pluto are pivoting, going backwards. Don't be afraid. It's not scary energy, but it is reversing the structures. It's taking the structures and shifting them very, very profoundly in your life. And they're saying to you, you know, you thought you were ready to go forward, and we appreciate that, but we still have some revel- we still have some revision work to do before we can go forward full steam ahead. We'll go forward in September. In the meantime, go revise stuff between now and then and get it ready for September. Now, that doesn't mean if you're interviewing for a job or you want to leave and go do something else, this is a great time for people to come up with plans and get the stuff in place for the plan, because Saturn and Pluto are about the structure of your life and how it's going to be transformed, Pluto, right? But we're also having that shift. Where it, this was the week, and, and really watch that period of time, because the midpoints are involved, because the nodes of fate are on the south node, and the lunar south node is in Capricorn on Pluto and Saturn, because the planetary nodes are the Pluto's south node is there, Saturn's south node, they're both in, they're, all these nodes are in Capricorn. These are structural, major structural changes. You know, watch for the big Earth events, watch for the big shifts. A lot of people drop out of power on this, a lot of leaders fall, big people take off, die, go away. But it is a structural change. And of course, Mercury is in Aries and Venus is in Aries. And they're a little hot, so it can be kind of contentious energy, too. Just know that that's the energy of the week. You're not doing anything wrong. Everybody's a little wild. And when in doubt, sit quietly and watch, rather than fighting. Because with Mars and Gemini, you know, they're not going to agree with you. Okay, so the moon's this week. Tomorrow is Earth Day. Monday is Earth Day. Happy Easter, by the way. Uh, Moon is in Sagittarius with a closing aspect of a conjunction to Jupiter, bright and early at 7.43 in the morning on on Tuesday. So Monday is a great day for new beginnings, new offers, new ideas. We also have the sun meeting Uranus that day, which is kind of an exciting moment where we're kind of pushing stuff forward. And we have the moon opposite Mars and the moon square Neptune, which gives us a little bit of an illusion and a delusion, but also the opportunity to go, yes, this is my new direction. I'm ready to go. Moon is void all day Tuesday. And it goes into Capricorn at 6.50 p.m. So continue on existing projects on Tuesday, but don't necessarily start new ones. At 6.50 p.m. on Tuesday the 23rd, it goes into Cap. It's in Cap Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, going void at 3.48 p.m. on Thursday afternoon with a conjunction to Pluto. Moon, Saturn, and Pluto are all lined up. That means the emotional intensity of this week is very, very strong. 
and people are really going to be feeling it. Also, because the moon is in Capricorn, and uh, on the same day that Pluto stations on Wednesday, big deal. Then, on Thursday, the moon goes void Thursday night, Thursday afternoon at 3.48, and it enters Aquarius on the 26th, and it's in Aquarius the 26th, the 27th, the 28th, it goes void at 5.44 in the morning <clears throat> with a sextile to Jupiter. So that kind of kicks the energy up and moves it in a whole new direction. And then the moon is void all day Sunday the 28th until 6, 11 p.m. when it goes into Pisces. Uh, and then it's in Pisces Sunday the 28th, the 29th it's in Pisces, and the 30th it's in Pisces going void at 5.57 p.m., Moon is square Jupiter, uh, which is a closing aspect that's happy. So the first part of the week, the Sag moon, lovely closing aspect, conjunction to Jupiter, positive energy, void moon all day Tuesday. Wednesday's got nice aspects, Thursday too, with the moon joining Pluto. It's kind of intense, but it's really important. And then the Aquarius moon on Friday and Saturday is just really kind of juicy and fun because of the sextile to Jupiter. Void all day Sunday, but then into Pisces Sunday night. And Monday in Pisces, which is happy, happy. And then void uh, with a square to Jupiter on the 30th, kind of an expansion energy. So those are nice aspects, basically a pretty good week for the moon. The sun this week um, <clears throat> goes from one Taurus to eight, nine Taurus. And, of course, it links up with the Uranus. It's first linking with Uranus as since Uranus has entered Taurus. Last week we had the moon link with Uranus. Now we had the sun. And the sun linking with Uranus kind of initiates the next eight years. That's going to happen on the 22nd on uh, Monday uh, at 7.06 p.m. So new beginning of the next eight years of your life. <coughs> so watch what kind of offers or opportunities or things you get. Sun is semi-square Neptune, so there's a little bit of illusion and delusion in terms of where we're going. There's a lot of opportunity for connections and moving forward on the 29th with the sun is in a quintile to the north node. And then it has a lovely aspect to partnering energy on the 29th. Wants, wants to partner and move in a new direction. Mercury this week zips along from 5 Aries to 18 Aries. Very fast moving. It has a lot of arguments. Remember, it's an Aries. It likes to argue. So it's arguing with Pluto. It's arguing with Venus. It's arguing with Vesta. It's arguing with Eris. It's trining with Ceres. So it's, Ceres is saying, you know, maybe you shouldn't argue so much. It's arguing with Athena. It's arguing with Chiron. And it's arguing with Neptune. So Mercury's in the road to argue. Now, of course, Mars is in Gemini. So people are going to be arguing a lot. And not necessarily looking for consolidation or for a way to resolve the argument. And just know, Mercury and Aries, people like to express themselves. They aren't always um, doing it in the kindest way. Sometimes they're a little sharp. I remember I had a friend, uh, I often tell this story when I'm teaching astrology, Mercury and Aries, and she said to me, you know, Anne, you're really smart. I'm surprised you're not more successful. And I kind of looked at her and I went, what? <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying? And it's Mercury and Aries, right? It's a little compliment there. You're really smart. I'm surprised you're not more successful. And I was like, wow, I was a little sharp-tongued. Remember, Mercury's and Aries in sharp tongue, and he's in, the, he's in an argumentative mood this week. 
Venus also in Aries. Now, she's cooperating because she's quintiling folks, but she's also in a sign she doesn't really like much because she runs really fast and she runs really hot and she runs really passionate. So she's working collaboratively with Saturn, with the node of fate, with Mars, and with Pluto, but she isn't necessarily nice about it. She also has a little bit of an argument with Uranus on the 22nd, and she is really in a mood to pick a fight on the 23rd when she links up with Chiron. So just kind of go, okay, so you're really in the mood to pick a fight. and Watch your mouth, because Mercury is in Aries, and it's opportunity to be more contentious than normal. Mars this week, Gemini 13 through uh, 17, 18 Gemini, and he's in quintiles at the beginning of the week, which means he's trying to get stuff done in a positive way and moving things forward. And he's arguing a little bit with Pallas Athena, but getting stuff done. And he's cooperating with Saturn, with the Node of Fate, with Chiron, and with Pluto. So he's in a cooperative mood, too. And as he cooperates with them, you may find that those areas of your life really kind of shift and move. And I'll talk about what days they're they're migrating on. But he also has a semi-square to Uranus, which is kind of an unexpected announcement, and that's on the 27th. And Mars also squares Neptune on the 27th, so that's Saturday. Um, and so Mars in Gemini is kind of two sides to the story or kind of a shocking news to the story or kind of unexpected something on, the, on Saturday the 27th. Jupiter this week in Sag, going backwards, remember it's stationed last week, trying to Eris, the goddess of discord, kind of pushing, pushing, and Jupiter's basically at 23 most of the week because he's moving slow because he just stopped. Saturn this week stations to go retrograde on the 29th, so he's basically parked at 20 most of the week. Uh, Uranus is sextile to Juno, new opportunities for partnerships on the 26th, say yes if you get an offer. Pluto is retrograding on the 24th at 23 cap. So he's saying, okay, we're, redict- we're, we're changing the structure. Imagine that thing in the bottom of the Federal Reserve, 75 feet below sea level, carved into the rock, pivoting slowly and capturing you in it and not letting you breathe. That's the energy we want to protect the gold. Remember, Pluto rules the underworld, right? So that's a big energy on the 24th. Um, then we have Pluto also contraparallel uh, thoughts and ideas on the 25th. And then we have um, Athena in a hard aspect to the nodes of fate, um, hard aspect to releasing energy on the nodes of fate in the 26th, or also new energy, which is Sunday, in bringing things in on those nodes. So now we'll try and do the Donald thing. Thank you, Donald. And we're going to, or they may thank you. They may go, no, actually, I liked it the other way, Ian. We'll see. We'll have a vote. So uh, April 21st, which is today, um, it's a lot of Pluto. So it's power, dynamics, figuring things out, shifting things and moving them into new, new ways. Monday the 22nd, we have Mars quintiles. Venus quintile, Saturn, the no, Mars quintile, the nodes, very positive moving forward. Quintiles are cooperative, fun moving. Sun Uranus, an opportunity to take off and go and do something else. Moon in Sag with a lovely closing aspect, so Monday is a great day. The 23rd, not bad. 
a lot of new beginning energy because the moon is in Sag, uh, but it also is void. So even though the, that it's beginning energy, it's beginning under the auspices of, is it really going to take off? Venus also is uh, hitting Chiron uh, in that on day then, and, and so there can be a little bit of wounding around words. And then Mercury is uh, talking to Vesta and speaking to us about, like, how do we change and structure our environment? And then after the moon goes into Cap, uh, 6.15, 6.50 rather, on the evening of the 23rd, we have a couple nice aspects Tuesday night with Mars active and moving things and an opportunity for healing. On the 24th, we have the moon in cap, and we have the Pluto station, and we have a bunch of stuff, so it's kind of a hard day. Pluto station days tend to make us feel hard, feel sad, feel conquered, feel you know amazed. Mercury on Vesta, which is new beginnings, but then once the afternoon gets going, Saturn is contraparallel Athena. We didn't see it coming. Venus is aspecting Vesta in a hard aspect. Mercury is aspecting Eris, the goddess of war, and Pluto is stopping. Kind of a hard day. But we move forward. The next day, the 25th, we kind of recover. (laughs) Um, We do have the moon occulting Saturn and Pluto, which gives us a deep, deep feeling of understanding of this retrograde, big, pivoting energy. And we also have um, Pluto contraparallel Athena. Again, how do I plan for this? What do I do? Then we get to the 26th, which is kind of a fast-moving day, and there we have the moon in Aquarius, which is a little detached and helps us see the bigger picture. Uh, Mars is biquintile Pluto, which is good strategies on how to take on the things and move forward. Athena is working with the nodes of fate, giving us a new strategic vision. And we also have an opportunity to do some kind of new creative work with Mercury trining series. Then on the 27th, which is Saturday, um, the moon is still in Aquarius, again about the tribe gathering. In my case, I'm going to be in Florida um, I did, we're actually celebrating my father's birthday. We, I know we celebrated in March. His birthday was actually the 18th. He's a nice Aries. And then we're actually celebrating next week because the 18th was Easter week and there were no hotels. So the 27th, which is the moon in Aquarius, a uh, lot of energy there. Mars is squaring Neptune in the morning. So that's also a lot of illusion and delusion and where we're going. So that can be a little emotional. And Mars is semi-square Uranus, which is a bit of a shock or surprising. And Venus working with Eris, arguing with Eris, kind of pushing us in a new direction and a lot of opportunity about how to communicate and where to go. On the 28th, which is Sunday, the moon again is in Aquarius, but it goes void bright and early in the morning and uh, with a nice sextile to Jupiter. And then Chiron is square Juno, kind of pushing us in a new direction Uh, and offering us new opportunities around our partnerships or how we relate to others. And then um, that's it for the 28th. And then the 29th, which is Monday, I know I'll do this again next week, um, but but I'm also traveling, so you know how those those phones go when I'm traveling. I'm on the cell phone. Um, So the 29th, we have a lot of energy around new beginnings or new opportunities around direction. The moon's in Pisces. It's deeply emotional, very feeling, with a nice closing aspect of an over, overdoing closing aspect of a square to Jupiter. And the sun aspects the nodes of fate in a helpful, collaborative way. 
and Jupiter trines, Eris kind of pushing us in a new direction and inviting us to take action in a positive way to change things. Remember, Eris is a little discordant, but she wants us to take action about discord, which is kind of an interesting concept. And then uh, Mercury is in an interesting aspect with Neptune. It's in a semi-sextile. So you're going to be feeling things that you might not have words for. You might be saying things and then realizing afterwards that that was really pretty emotional. And then, of course, Saturn stations that day. But it's at night. It's at 8.54 p.m. Now, remember, we're going to be dealing with the Saturn-Pluto stopping. Saturn-Pluto on Wednesday, Saturn on Monday. So basically, both planets are stopped. The midpoint of them, right, which is 21, is very highly activated um, because the midpoint, let me pull it up. Uh, I should have done this. Whoops. Don't give me subscript out of range. Does not want me to tell me. All right. <sighs> How dare you, computer, giving me a hard time. All right. So at any rate, Saturn and Pluto stationing, uh, the midpoint will be... 21 and a half or so, right on the south node. So the midpoint of Saturn-Pluto, which just crashed my computer, um, is very intense in terms of how we get there and what we do and how we, what our new direction is. So your job, as it's parked, if you have any planets at 21, you're really going to feel it. But midpoints are points of the energies merging, and Saturn-Pluto is a structural change. When we looked at the chart of Notre Dame, it had a structural change going on in it, on the, you know, in the construction chart. So watch for the structural change. This is the point of failure. You've got planets at 21, 22. Watch for failure on those points as they really feel this energy kind of combine on them. Does that make sense? Think of it as a giant vibration and how it sends it out. And on that note, I wish you a great, great week, and we'll see how you like this. If you vote yes, give me the days and the aspects. We can continue to do it. Have a great week. I will see you all next week. Happy Taurus. Happy Saturn station. Happy Pluto station. Happy transformation. Remember, it's easier if you close your eyes and take a deep breath. Lots of love and signing off. Bye-bye.